And good afternoon and welcome to what's on my mind. Well, actually, what's on our mind, but today it is what's on my mind. I am flying solo. Um, let's just get right into it real quickly because I'm going to do something real quick. I'm going to try to pay these bills. Um, if you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, <clears throat> let's get down to brass tacks and the nitty gritty. <clears throat> a lot of people are happy and joyous about Derek Chauvin being charged with all three counts of murder. Yay, yep, yep, okay, great stuff. Um... So pretty much, let's just get down to it. Um, that's to pacify a lot of people. And I think a lot of people are starting to understand. And um, we all know pretty much they just they, they charged a man. And it was obvious. It was blatant. Yep. He put his knee on his neck and choked the man out. So I know a lot of folks are feeling like, why? Why did they have a trial? Well, we all know everyone's due a trial, due process. You got you know, get right to a fair trial. So don't get too excited, people, because remember this. um, He can appeal. So don't get happy until the sentencing. When the sentencing comes down and then those numbers are handed out. Be happy. I know a lot of you want those. uh, Those are basically those basketball score type of uh, numbers there. Um, You might not get that. You might not. But then again, you might because they want to make an example of him. So if if that's the case, then he could be sitting in jail without bail or any any. Well, bail's been already been revoked, but without even a parole hearing anytime soon. But on the same day of the verdict, there was a young lady in Columbus, Ohio, 16 year old Marquia Bryant, who was murdered. Well, pardon me, correction. She was shot and killed by the police. Now. If if you know the story, you know that the girl's uh, foster mother, she I guess they ha- they were having some issues. Um, she called the foster mother, called her her foster sisters to go beat her up. And I'm not sure of the numbers, but. Um, pretty much she was outnumbered, I think it was six or seven to one, but the young lady had a knife and. The show photos show us where she actually has her hand, her arm going back and ready to thrust into one of the uh, people who were there to to jump her. So when the police showed up, they, I, you know, the officer that shot saw the situation and made a quick decision and he uh, killed the young lady. So people are saying, hey, why, you know, there was a better way you could have put her down or just, you know. She didn't have to die. And talking to someone I know who, who used to work in law enforcement, they were pretty like pretty much saying, hey, you know, it's a shame that the young sister had to go out like that. But due to the situation, what was the officer left to do? So I was asked, you know, we see it from one way. And, you know, according to um to the report, um, 
the body cam footage, it did show that she was swinging. And uh, and she had a knife. So was it a you know was it a righteous kill? Was it a clean shoot, as they like to say on TV? And where I sit in, in uh, and I stand on it is, in a lot of ways, the way that they take down a murder suspect. Like the young kid, I think it was in Milwaukee with the AR-15. He got to, you know, he walked away, didn't get shot, wasn't killed. And he's standing, he's going to, eventually, I guess he'll go, he'll go to trial, whatever, or whatever the case may be. But he lived to talk about it. And we can go on down the list of so many things. But what I will say is, I think a few days after that, there was a uh, seven-year-old girl, seven-year-old girl by the name of Jaslyn Adams in Chicago, killed at a McDonald's. I believe it was in the drive-thru. Some folks rolled up on her and her dad and they began shooting. And if I'm correct from what I was told, 50 shots were fired. So let me ask you this question, my good people. When are we going to sit there and start holding our folks accountable for the bullshit that we do within our own neighborhoods? And I'm going to break something down for you. See, we want to call our where we live communities, but we don't have the actual financial. We don't have financial power, political power, or even have the power of ownership. And I mean, not just a house, I'm talking about businesses. So you remember this. We want cops that look like us and relate to us. But you got to remember when we get those things and those officers that actually do their jobs, we're quick to call them sellouts, Uncle Tom's, Coons, yada, yada, yada. And I know a lot of people are upset and they're feeling like, well, damn, you know, like, you know, we're getting killed out here left and right. The cops are choking us out. Yep. I get that. And we see it. Believe me, you know, no, you know, the thing is, even in light of what happened in Virginia with the uh, with the young brother down there from the army. You know, that could have went to the left really quickly, too, but I'm glad it didn't. And. What I like, what I love to see is that the officer was fired, but also this brother's going to get paid. And it's not about the money. It's about you. They need to be made examples of. So back to what I was actually originally tapping into. Um, accountability. For what happened to Jaslyn Adams goes right back into our neighborhoods. Because there's a young 18-year-old black man who's sitting in custody, who's in custody right now, being charged, going to be charged with murder. His life is over. And we know they're going to give him some big numbers. We know this. So what I ask of you is stop taking your focus off of what is going on in our communities amongst our people. Now, people are going to say, man, well, you know, uh, there's, not, there's no such thing as black on black crime. This is, you know, it's true. You just, crimes happen in areas where there's, more, you know, if there's a lot of black folks, crimes are going to happen. If there's a lot of white folks, crimes will happen. So it's just the way they're classified and they're, you know, and the way they look at it. So 
if it's a white if it's white folks killing each other well it's it's deemed as an act of passion or you know it's a white collar crime and we know when it comes down to us it's just black on black crime niggas killing niggas we know this so in light of all that Where do we turn to? Who do we turn to? Because we always seem to be looking for outside resources to help us. And they don't really help. So to everyone that's so-called awakened, I'm woke. My woke population. Please do me a favor and look yourselves in the mirror and ask when... You have young seven-year-old girls being killed and young 16-year-old girls being killed because of stupidity. Look and see where the bullshit started. Because when it comes down to Marquia Bryant, let's, let's, let's take the police out the matter. Let's take the police out of the matter. The foster mother called the sisters. Right? Okay. Okay. Just making sure that we're on the right path here. The sisters didn't have to act. So they chose to do that. So they're acting as agents for the mother. They actively went after this young girl. Now, she did call the police and said she was in fear of her life because her foster sisters were coming to do her bodily harm. See, we create these dog-eat-dog dog environments that we uh that we want to so, you know, so we're so happy to uh up and and, and build up and hype up that when those dog-eat-dog dog situations come upon our babies, we start to have a different tone and a different feel to that dog-eat-dog dog competition, right? So ask yourself the question. Did a white man pick up that phone or did a white man tell that woman to go after her foster child, to have someone go after her? I'm just I just want to know. I just want to know. Yeah, yeah, nobody did. She did that. Now, we want to charge the officer. We want him to be charged with something. Right. But I think the guy did his job. You may not agree with my opinion. You may get mad at me and call me all kinds of names. That's your prerogative. But what I will say is. We have to start being accountable for our own. So when these little boys out here want to play gangster. Please take a look and see where where, where it originated from. Now, we can go to the grandest scheme and the grandest scale of it all and say, hey, well, you know, we were placed here. This is true. We know the American dream doesn't really pertain to anyone, anyone of color. So when we decide that we don't want to live in these crime ridden neighborhoods and we want to go out and get a house. You know, fairly within the city, because some of us still work in the city or we do work in the city, but we want to live in a nice neighborhood where. You can have a backyard and you can go out and and enjoy yourself and have company and not worry about 
gun, gun, you know, gun claps in the back. And it, you know, and it, and it still amazes me that in this day and age where we know, you know, we know what the deal is. We still know what the deal is. So some of some of you awoken folks need to really sit down and check your shit before you jump up on any social media platform and start talking about, well, well, the cop didn't have to shoot her. But did that young man and whoever else is involved have to kill that young lady? You can't be awakened and not go and check your own people. It's easy to point the finger at somebody and make them the uh, the bad guy in your story. It's easy to do that. But what's not easy is to take the responsibility for what's going on with our young men, our young ladies. Because the whole thing is, yes, we can go and look at the Chauvin trial and rejoice and yay, yep, he's going to jail. Yep, mm-hmm. Make all the funny little memes with the booty warrior and all that other shit. Fleece Johnson. That's yep, it's ha ha he he. But let's take a deeper look at where we live. And as I started to say earlier, it comes down to finances. While everybody's out there buying the Jordans and need and need the latest iPhone. And then you get your stimulus money. I know this I understand. Yep, you want to buy that new car because you might you may be in need of one. I get it. And I understand you probably don't want to be putting money any more money into the car that you have. But in order for us to get ahead, we have to start doing group economics. We have to start being together. Which means we have to we have to start facing some harsh truths about ourselves, which means we need to be able to call one another out, not necessarily in public, but behind closed doors and hold meetings and talk about what we need to work on individually. Because if Jim Bob is out there doing the Billy Bob bullshit and nobody checks him, he's going to think it's OK to run around without any uh, consequences and repercussions. There has to be a checks and balance in order. In order for us to actually get past this being murdered by the police. 400 years plus of oppression. And here we sit, you know, after Jim Crow and all that, you know, like 70, 70, 80 years removed from Jim Crow, if I'm correct. Um, we're still stuck in the, um, you know. We're still stuck in the same rut. And I think that we have to really seriously, you know, be brain dead. To really think that, you know, we've gotten ahead because we're still, you know, they're still giving us pretty much. We're still fighting over the scraps. It's not. But it's, this time it's not uh, pig's feet, chitlins, pigtails, none of that shit. We're fighting over scraps of resources just to, just to survive. But um let me get back into that because I'm going to pay these bills really quickly. So um, if you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast and it's free. Now, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free app 
or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, as I was stating before, we need to sit down and start having some serious conversations about how and why we are at where we're at. Now, yes, we know police brutality has been happening to us for years. We have seen it through the civil rights, those films that we see about the civil rights movement being attacked by dogs, beaten, lynched, hung, etc. You know, all that crap. We've been we've been down that road. Now it's a new way of fight. They're fighting us in different ways. And it's pretty much just hey, shoot to kill. Now, I know a lot of people upset about the uh, the, the uh, kid in Chicago as well. Toledo. Um, yep. He didn't have a weapon. He was shot and killed. And to anyone that thinks that it's just, you know, that they're exempt, their race of people is exempt from being killed. Um, the Latino community, y'all get y'all get dragged and beat up by the cops just as much as we do. But you think you're better than us. I fucking said it. Yes, I did go there. Um, you know, <laughs> we're dealing with so many other things like, you know, it's funny how, too, we haven't heard about Asian hate in a minute. Right. Mm, yeah. Think about that. Think about it. Ponder it. But um, we want to talk about police, you know, defunding the police, defunding the police. That's not going to help either. That's really not going to help because what you, what, they, what needs to happen is they need to be better trained. And that's just that's just my opinion. Defunding the police doesn't mean doesn't mean that something's necessarily going to work doesn't mean that you know that the tactics are going to be uh less severe i think you defund them they're going to go back they're going to go to more barbaric ways to deal with the public which will only allow which will only make the public react a certain way in a barbaric way themselves you know the adage is you fight fire with fire but in some in certain instances you have to fight the fire with intelligence and by using your intelligence, you allow you're allowing a different avenue to be created. Police reform can come if the people that live in neighborhoods start to say, hey, we're not a neighborhood, we're a community, which means black business owners. I know a lot of y'all are doing the damn thing. A lot of you came to, you know, came to prominence really through the pandemic. And I'm glad to see that. But now is the time to where. We need to start putting our money back into our community so that way we control who comes in, who comes out. We have a say in what kind of police officers we want within the neighborhood, which means we also have the right to, uh, just like you know it is right now, a panel uh, of you know to review, et cetera, et cetera. And also, I, w- I would like to add that. I'm not trying to stir up no shit. But at the same time, we have we have to start having these conversations. We got to stop bullshitting. We have to. You know, I'm going to ask you how many so you know, are we going to keep marching? That's the other thing too. I mean, how much more marching can we do? It's time to really start putting some shit into action. A lot of these folks who claim, you know, I'm a Malcolm, I'm a big fan of Malcolm X. So are you really down to get shit done by any means necessary? I'm, I just want to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of y'all out there sit up there and kill we kill each other. We go around driving around towns depending on the city. I mean, even here in this little ass city of Providence, Rhode Island, you got dudes who are out here trying to murder everybody. But when a cop pulls you over, you shit yourselves. You damn near ready to give that dude some head to get up out of uh, out of going to jail. Tell me I'm fucking wrong. You got to keep the same energy, guys. You got to keep the same energy. The same energy that you have to sit up there and say you hate me or you hate this one, you hate that one. I'm going to murder that nigga. I'm going to murder that bitch. Have the same energy to to fight police brutality. Have that same energy to build stuff in your neighborhoods that you that you love so much you claim a street or you claim a section of town put your money into that side of town so if you're that awoke i'm i'm woke i'm woke okay so be woke be awakened come on stop sleep stop a stop being a zombie because the problem that we have with the killings especially the last two and I'm not even going to talk about Dante Wright. That was some bullshit too. And I we and I tried to touch on that a lot last week because I just wanted you know I wanted people to know that it, it bothers me to, to to feel like because it, it's like you you're going to insult the intelligence of people by simply saying oh well you know I thought it was my taser. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. and you must have thought that you had a penis instead of a vagina that morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let so let's just get right. Let me get back into it. <laughs> Before I did this show, I was talking to my uncle about this. Uncle Steve, I got you next week, baby. Um, he said it's funny how. You don't if you don't have the uh, economic power, then you can't really run shit. And I'm like, you know, he made a good point. He didn't say shit. That's just me ad libbing. <laughs> so we're constantly in the we're in the situation that we're in because if everybody's supposedly getting money, then we should be putting our money together to buy up. Not just one house and not one corner store, but buying up the little shopping, the little shopping malls, those little, um, you know, all all the little things. Start putting your money into buying a gas station. When it becomes black owned, that means that money doesn't go anywhere, which means politically now we're getting off. We're going to get a foothold in when we get that foothold. Now we can start saying, hey. For this section of town, this is what we want. This ward right over here. Councilman. You need to be we need more black, more, more, more people of color, not just black. We just need we need more brothers and sisters in those positions who understand what goes on and start saying, hey, my community is suffering because of A, B, and C. We need more black realtors. We need more people who can control the market so that way we can get in the door and start controlling every aspect just as white people have. 
Now, some of you may say that this is not a black and white issue, but it actually, it, it, it is, it is. But most importantly, though, I will say that word accountability, because I, I too am guilty of not putting my money directly into my community every week like I should. But when I do, and I decide I do want to shop, I do hit a few stores or a few businesses that are black owned. Um, it just comes down to being having a collective and we got to get together. We really have to get together as a group and sit back and no, not just sit back, but we got to actually get up out of our chairs and start taking action. And I'm not talking about marching. I'm talking about actively writing letters to, to uh, local government and letting them know you're not going to kill us. You're not going to push us out. We have every right to be where we want to be. And we're going to expand. You know, I read some. I read something on the internet today where people. So it was a gentleman saying that we're not the we're not the majority. We're still the minority. And I'm like, hmm. And he broke down the numbers. I think something is like uh, 13, 14 percent of black folks in America, and the majority and the rest of us are in uh, African-based countries. So, and just and just work with me here, people. Work with me. And you, so to those of you who've listened, you know how I do. You know I'll tie it all in later. When African, when you sit down and talk to African folks, when you really get down to the heart of the matter, some of them are really like, no, you are my brother, sister. You know? And, um, and a lot of them, feel like we you know we really need to stick together because some of them are really like hey you need to come to africa come get your money come build yourself up then come back here and, and, and buy this bitch up and i think it's time that we do start buying up america start aligning ourselves with our own people you can't complain about a situation Unless you're willing to help fix the situation. So if you see these young these young boys out here doing dumb, they may be they may be resistant to talk to you at first, but when they see the how you see how you're moving and they see that you're legit, more than likely they're gonna come into the fold and be like, yo, I'm gonna protect. No, I'm I'm going for mine. And on top of that, anybody trying to mess with you, I'm gonna protect you. We gonna we're all gonna protect you. So it really comes down to the basic need of getting being able to get along but also being able to break through to the other side with these young men and women and have them understand that being a being a tough guy is getting you killed and trying to be the fly girl and giving up your drawers to get up out the poorhouse is not helping you So and I will say this, and it's like that meme that said um, a CNA and a drug dealer are not a power couple. But two CNAs together are a power couple. Now, the, the CNA and the drug dealer could be a power couple, but there's always the risk of he's going to get popped. Or she's going to get popped either way. But when you have two people who are working 
in today's day and age, you know, sometimes your money doesn't go as uh, it's not it can't stretch as far as it used to. But if both parties are saying, hey, let's build this business. Let's go buy this house over here and turn that into our rental property. You see where I'm going with this once again, talking about keeping the money within the community, because, yeah, if you buy a house, a three family house. And you rented out all three floors. And let's just say, because some of some people don't think like this. Let's say you have this, the first and second floor are white folks, whatever the case may be. They're paying you to live in your house. And if your boys buy buy the store in the neighborhood, they got to go shop in that store. If you put your money into, into the corner store, it may be owned by Dominicans or Puerto Ricans or Colombians or whomever it may be. But if you come at them the right way with the right business plan, now the money's staying within the community again. Do you see where I'm going with this? And you're asking, how does this, what does this have to do with police killing us? Is this thing on? Testing one, two? So to all my woke people, money stays in the neighborhood people start to take pride in the neighborhood all of a sudden people become aware of well geez officer friendly is not so friendly and um i don't like officer friendly in my neighborhood because you, you know you you know you own properties and you're set you're actually um rubbing elbows with a different crowd now which means you know this senator, you know this councilman. Um, pull some strings so we can get better. We can get better policing in our neighborhoods. Can you get people that actually know the neighborhood to come into the neighborhood? You see where I'm going with this now? Okay. But you can't get angry if this when this happens, and. We got a knucklehead out there. Now, Now we may be able to sit there and reflect on this because I have a feeling it will happen. Um, we get, did we get the police officers that look like us and understand the neighborhoods? And if they, ha- hey, if they can sit there and defuse the situation and everybody goes home or someone may have to go to jail. But nobody dies. And what ultimately we want them to go home. We don't even want them going to the Huskow. We don't want them being locked up. Because that's a whole other issue right there in itself too. It's creating, it's basically jails becoming like gladiator school. Because it's teaching these young men how to be, in some instances, they're never really reformed. They're never really learning anything. They're not getting educated. They're getting an education in how to be more violent and become that dog. That, that alpha dog in the neighborhood. And that's something that, you know, you need an alpha, but you don't need it to be so aggressive that you're fucking up the dynamic of your community. See what I'm saying? Now, if we control who comes into our neighborhoods, there's a good chance that our survival rate starts to go up. It's also a good chance that um, we ain't making the six o'clock news 
and we're not all over social media for the for the wrong things either. So whenever we sit back and want to start pointing the fingers, remember, we have to see where the problem started. And if no one's taking accountability to try and get that young man or that young woman up out of that home, that is disastrous because we know as some we, we all know that whole adage of it takes a village to raise a child at times is a bunch of bullshit too. Because the relatives don't want to deal with the badass kid. And once again, you're asking, where's he going with this? Peep it. Because that badass kid is so bad because he doesn't understand that the, that his relatives, his mama put him out. Or his mama gave him up because she couldn't handle him. Not so much because of his, of his behavior, because some, there's something going on with her. So now grandma, grandma's raising him with the aunts, uncles, etc. Now, usually that's a good situation because that young man has a, has someone putting a foot in his ass squarely. Other times it doesn't work because now the kid is becoming rebellious. And that rebellious kid is the kid who ends up on the six o'clock news, who gets shot, who gets killed. And be, and we're all, he's a, it becomes another hashtag and saying, damn, the cops didn't have to do him like that. Now we also know they do go overboard. The police have been known to go overboard. Shooting, shooting people 10 times in the back. Why are you shooting him in the back? That means he put his hands up. You thought you saw a gun. I can't, um, you, you know, we've seen, we've, we've heard these stories so many times. But then what makes it so bad is the kid who's out there trying to be the modern day gangster get snatched up everybody wants to sit up and say well my baby didn't hurt nobody well and I gotta ask you a question why do you smoke a little Jojo at Bebe's party you see where I'm going with this we gotta stop passing the buck and start saying the, sh- the buck stops here. This is where shit changes. Now, I'm not going to sound like I'm a cold-hearted bastard because I'm not one. But the Marquis Bryant situation to me is a troubling situation because that woman sent her daughters to go attack this young lady. And because of that, she's dead. As I said, some of you may not agree with me, but the officer did his job. If you're just pulling up on the scene, you you have a certain amount of time to assess the situation. And it's a matter of seconds. But I firmly believe that all those involved should face some kind of discipline. Because that girl's left to fend for herself with a knife. But let's get, uh, like I said, let, let me talk about uh, the verdict for a minute. And I did, I did reiterate, I did touch on it in the beginning of the show. It's good to see that. Yep. Hey, you know, he's finally, you know, finally something went our way. We felt that, you know, and I'll say this. I think 
this country has been pissed off ever since OJ got off. You're like, man, bump that. I know people will be like, bump OJ. Oh, no. Pay attention to this. He got off ever since then. A lot of us ain't been getting off. And we always, we're continuing to find ourselves in these situations where we're behind the eight ball. And we have to, like I said, we have to control every aspect of our neighborhoods to turn, and, I'm, and it, that will turn our, our neighborhoods into communities like we used to have when we were thriving, Black Wall Street. That's what we need. And that's why I believe can happen. But it starts with the bull, the bullshit must stop. Just because you call yourself awakened and you're woke, I'm woke, doesn't mean you know everything. Take the time to educate yourself. Take the time to see what's going on around you in your community before you uh, jump up and start talking about how woke you are and the police and fuck that, fuck this. Yes, I'm not a big fan of the police myself. As I've said to you on a few on a couple of episodes, I've had run-ins with the police that were not really nice. And and I've dealt with the police on in some instances with my uh, my old job. Some of them were very cool, some of them not so cool. But you you know, you gotta take the bitter with the sweet in a lot of things. And um, in some instances, you know, you have, like I said, you got to look at the situation and ask yourself, hmm, do I comply or do I feel like I have to fight for my life? And that's where I think that's where we also got to really stop and think too, man. And this is where the police got to stop and think, why do they fear us? Why do they always feel like they have, they have to be in fear of their lives when we come around? Why do they feel like, you know, damn, when we pull up behind them? Well, because, well, let me just say this. I can tell you, I'm never comfortable with any cop being behind me. I don't like that shit. There's no reason to be checking my plates. If you want to get technical, you know who the, you know where the major crime is going on. So it's like a double it's like a double edged sword with this with this one here, you know? But the police, you have to do better. You have to sit there and think about, damn, let me put myself in their shoes, even though you, you know, damn, this person this person ain't got nothing to hide. But I can understand why they're feeling the way they're feeling. I can understand why their anxiety is on a ten. Or 10, 10 million, <laughs> you know, I can understand why they feel like they're going to be in fear of their lives because of my quote, brothers in blue, you know, they, they, they've done you a lot. Of, a lot of your colleagues have done, done a lot of you quote, good cops, some, uh, a uh, really, uh, y'all did y'all dirty. Let's put it that way. Y'all really just didn't, y'all don't, y'all don't communicate. Do you? And for some of you police officers, a lot of y'all got a badge just to become bullies on the block. It's not, and that's not true for all. 
there are some who got who get on the force because they feel like they can make a difference. And the ones that are trying to make a difference pretty much got to fear for their job. So they have to look the other way, which allows the brutality to continue. So this ties back into what I said earlier. When we all come together and stop fighting amongst ourselves and begin to see how other people who live within our who live in our neighborhoods have been, have got together, created a bond because that almighty dollar. And they can sit there and say, hey, I, I don't like this. They go to those council meetings and they start voicing their opinions. We the only ones that don't do that shit. So that's where we got to take the responsibility of finding out when the city when these council meetings are taking place and you sit in on them, <coughs> excuse me, and you voice your concerns. And if things don't get done the way you want them done, be, be the biggest asshole that you can be. You know, some of y'all want, you know, like the ones that go up to the schools and start yelling at the teachers and the whole time you can't doing the work, you asshole then. Be an asshole when it comes down to protecting your community, protecting your neighborhood, protecting your children, protecting your families. Because if you don't like the way something's going, then you have the power to change it. And if you don't have the power to change it, learn how to obtain the power. Because power achieved is power perceived. Am I correct or did I say it wrong? But either way, you know what I'm saying. But my good people... I'm going to wrap this up because it's this 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 topic is mentally draining, emotionally draining because when you turn on your TV or you go on social media and social media is buzzing like crazy because somebody else was shot at, you know, shot and killed at, you know, by the hand of a police officer. It is disheartening to see a young girl killed because a young teenage boy for some reason felt it was it was necessary to uh shoot at somebody and the reason why we have a lot of these aggressions within our neighborhoods is because the kids aren't being raised properly a lot of the kids watch their mothers struggle watch the father run the streets if they even know who the father is so we got a we got a generation of people out here doing dumb shit because there's no guidance. And that's where the accountability comes into play. We don't sit there and take accountability for how we raise our youth. Don't be mad when they're getting slaughtered in the streets. And I understand that if they don't comply, that does not mean that they should be shot. But at the same time, if you pick a life of crime, you pick the, you pick and choose to be a knucklehead. You got to you got to accept the consequences. And we as the black community have to bore. We have to sit there and take on this full steam ahead, the responsibility and then the accountability that goes along with raising our youth. So everybody, the upcoming week. Have a good one. And I will see you the next episode. Have a good evening.